Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What. Today we've got Betty on, who is an actor and an artist. Hi, Betty. Hi. How are we today? Yeah, we're very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. A bit annoyed the sun's uh, decided to disappear for a couple of days, but apart from that, all good? I know, although I can't help but think nature will be very thankful. <laughs> yes, it's been a bit hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Betty, so an actor and an artist, do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you actually do? Yeah, so um, I'm an actor and a traditional and digital artist living in Essex, originally from Berkshire. Um, I have been acting since I was about six years old and I have been painting, drawing, doodling since before, since I could physically hold any sort of paint or (laughs) device of which I could make my marks, including like sticks on, on the beach and and whatnot um so yeah and and I've been um an actor uh, I've been professionally acting since I was yeah nine but uh, oh wow yeah so it's fair to say you're very creative then yeah just a bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> where does that come from um so my the the art side I'm not quite sure my um my mum's dad's brother so my great uncle he is very creative but everyone was in either the navy or the air force um on that side but on my dad's side uh i'm the 14th generation of actors oh, wow. wow that is so 14th. cool yes yeah not my, dad. My, dad, my dad was a dentist so <laughs> oh, that is so cool so yeah. so can you trace that all the way back or is it just like word of mouth down the family or um I we could trace it back but I don't personally have all the knowledge in me um mm. <laughs> at the moment to like go down go down the trail but um I, th- I think if you just google uh, the Denville family the Denville players is what their um repertory theatre company was called oh, how um, cool is that yeah and there was a point where there was four generations on stage at the same time so there was a baby um a mum um and a grandma and a great grandma I think oh wow, wow um so yeah yeah really cool really um proud of my history <laughs> yeah that is a really cool family story so did you sort of tailor your schooling to go towards acting and art no it's totally random so um my mum and my dad their like biggest thing was that they wanted us because so I have two other sisters and um let's just say I wasn't I, I wasn't really very um I didn't really fit in at normal school, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was always dangling off like banisters and I was always, <laughs> like running around with mud on my face and I was like climbing up the, the climbing frame, but like the wrong way around and like just being totally bonkers. Um, and and then I got cast in the, uh, I said cast, I, I got asked to, you know, just be in the, the school play of which I was the, the lead for the first time obviously I was six years old um <laughs> and um the part was a little part called whoops the daisy angel and um I felt more comfortable than I've ever than I remember feeling I always remember feeling a bit like oh this is it is this it you know like a bit bored and like mm. and like just wanted something more and I just remember being on on the stage and it was it was you know it was just a little am I allowed to swear yes yeah it was just a little shitty like <laughs> like almost like panto sort of thing but 
I, I just loved it. I had the most amazing time. And I just, I remember being like, oh, okay, so you have to make sure that you do this to like the, pe- the people on the stage. And I was like, and you have to make sure that you do this, like playing the part. Mm. Um, and the part was, was very, she was very um, clumsy, which I am very clumsy, but she was very confident. Um, and she, it kind of imitated me as a person. And then my mum in the audience, someone turned to her and was like, she is nailing this. And my mum was like, she kind of is, isn't she? And um, <laughs> I was just on stage like loving life um and um and then my mum was like maybe maybe I should I should take her to some schools and see how she fits in and she took me to a school called Red Roofs um and we went there and I remember my jaw dropped my eyes went bulbous and I was just like this is amazing like people were sitting on the floor with bare feet and I was like what this is a thing you could sit on the floor and just like chill out and and like all have the same sort of passion of like just being fun and free um and my favorite teacher actually was the art teacher Miss Jilly um and yeah on every school book I um I drew everything on everything and whilst I was learning lines I would draw so it's kind of like the the through line for my entire life like being an actor and an artist it was never really a choice I don't think um it just kind of happened Uh, so I don't know did that answer yes I mean that is I think it's a brilliant story really cool so you you went to this sort of special acting school um and then how, how did it sort of develop your career develop from there yeah, so I bet you guys are really confused. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so after Red Roofs, um, I got hired for a film when I was nine. And then when I was 14, I got asked to do a TV um, programme. And then from there, I found um, a connection and they said that, that on set, and they said that I should have a look for uh, drama schools. So I looked for more drama schools. Um, so I was about 12 at this point and uh, and then I went to Tring which is another art, a drama school and then I stayed there for years and years like five years and then from that I was doing my eight my, no I did my GCSEs and I remember being really excited because oh no so this is a bit of a story in itself I am um, for my GCSEs I got uh, predicted and in art I got predict- predicted a um a B mm-hmm. and I was like thrilled with that because I really struggled as a kid I really really struggled with like um being book smart like I never I was never ever that girl to you know get everything right I was always so jealous of those kind of people mm. um um yes and so so because I struggled I um I, I was so pleased that um that my teacher had said that I was going to to get a B because on all of my other grades, so it was it was basically D's and E's, um, and because I had all, always struggled, even when I was like really young, um, I kind of learnt to be a bit of a clown in the classroom. Um, and so when she said that I was going to get a B, I got really excited and I was like overwhelmed and like really happy. And then um, and then something happened to that teacher um which I don't know if I should say on here but um something to do with mental health and she wasn't okay basically um and she had to leave and then we got this substitute teacher in um and she basically long and short we we had like a few months left until our GCSEs um 
Oh no, this was, you know what? This is A levels. God, it was such a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so so it was A levels that she said I was gonna get a B. And then she left three or three or so months before our A level. And no. the report came out and I got an E. Oh no. Yes. So my backup plan was always to to go to art school um if I didn't get into drama school. Right. Um, so then that kind of kiboshed that. It completely yeah and I was so upset and I remember it completely destroying my kind of confidence like completely mm. destroyed it so I kind of put the paintbrush down for a while so I was lucky enough to have gotten into drama school so I went to East 15 um and I put put the paintbrush down for a bit and I was just like well that wasn't for me like I cried a lot about it but I thought you know what I'll just not think about it like get on with my life like mm what can you do um and then and then I <laughs> at the end of so I don't know if you know much about drama school but 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 basically it's like so much fun and you make severe friends for the rest of your life yeah um, and it's just wonderful um and I was so upset that it was going to end at the end of it I I was like oh how can I express like how much these people mean to me mm. um and so I painted everyone in the year so that's 35 people um plus the the school teacher not school teacher the um the head of course Phil Weaver and um I made a yearbook for everyone out of the how painting. cool um and I remember say so I didn't tell anyone because everyone would see me drawing the last year that we were there because mm. I, I had been really lucky um, to get really good parts up until the last, I think, three months or so um, of drama school, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm not complaining, um, but it was it gave me time to, you know, focus on doing something special for everyone. Um, and I basically just said to everyone to if they wouldn't mind lending me 15 pounds and I will I will sort out an amazing gift for everyone um and so everybody did that um and on the graduation day I stacked these like books which I glued it was 900 pages I glued in on my own wow. into these 35 36 books um and then I gave everyone uh, these books for what a cool school. thing to do. So you you had been involved in the uh, industry for quite a long age. You said you had some parts when you were nine. Uh, what what's it like being in the industry at such a young age? Um, honestly, I preferred it back then. To be honest, really, yeah, because it's totally different. Um, the acting world has changed like drastically. Um, and I think when you get put up for, for roles, you just go and you just do your best and you don't care, or, or at least I did. I, I've always been known for, what's the saying? Um, uh, there's no use crying over spilt milk. Like mm. that was like my mantra. Like I never really cared about things if they broke because I was like, well, what's the point in crying about it? Because like it's happened. Yeah. So I remember being young and, and just like being like, Oh, I didn't get that part. That's fine. It wasn't meant for me. Like yeah. get with my life. Um, but it also worked the other way. So if I got a part, I'd be like, cool, well, I'm just going to go play over here with Alexa and then I will <laughs> I'll think about it. And my mom yeah. was like, what? This is so exciting. It's a Hollywood film and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, so like chill about it. Mm. And also another part was that there was no social media back then. Like, yes. Yeah. 
like I was I was six years old then I was nine and and like I just had people being like like I remember going uh, I went to Hollywood when I was nine um and I there was a big swarm of people actually so so when I went to the the premiere at the end of the premiere you walk you walk out through the the um back through the red carpet and any fans they stand around waiting for your your signature basically back in the day and um and I remember people were when I was going into the auditorium to watch watch the the film going down the red carpet people were like what's your name what's your name and so I, I was like nine so I totally forgot how like my name and, <laughs> and like they were like can you spell it for us and I was like no <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so so it's it's very it was very it was very fun and just chill until I realized the magnitude of yeah. this situation. Um, how how yeah. much of the industry is obviously you've gone to drama school, but being involved in the industry at a younger age, I would have always assumed it's more of experience over education. So um, yeah. coming out of that, did you having all that experience prior compared to some of your peers at that level? Um, did that put you on a better standing? Do you do you mean East Fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's a tricky one because when you're an actor, if you've been a child actor, people kind of put you in that bracket for the rest of your career. Um, so I feel like, although it was definitely like uh, I went in there and you know, like everybody knew that I had done various. Well, not everybody, but a lot of a few people. You know, people Google people. Um, and a few people knew what I had done and, and stuff like that. So so that added, a, I kind of want to say, a little bit more pressure than mm. it being such a good thing. Um, and also I had the pressure of my family, like, to kind of succeed as well, because I have had this long history in the arts with my family. Mm. And so, yes, it, it was a huge pro in a way, but it's also a con um being a child actor yeah so we've we've actually had a couple of um actresses on we've had johanna and we had sophie craig and they also are content producers as well and mm -hmm. you know going back to your point about social media it's kind of a positive and a negative now because they kind of use their content um, production as a way to subsidize them being able to continue and doing acting and comedy sketches and things like that is that yeah. something you've ever thought of using I have, I have thought about it, but if I'm totally honest, I'm not your typical actor. I'd, I'm more kind of, and I say, I say this, but maybe, maybe I am. I, I'm very, I've never, ever, ever wanted to be famous. And I know that sounds ridiculous mm. being an actor. It, it's kind of part of the job these days, but I, I just never thought it was necessary. Like back when I was like, you know, maybe 14, 15, I loved like Sandra Bullock, for example. She like very rarely came and like did interviews and stuff. Mm. Um, and I was like, that's who I want to be like. I want to like really nail a part and I want to like succeed hugely and just, you know, live my normal life. Yeah. But now I don't feel like that's such a possibility. It's not a possibility anymore. I think it's you're like, right. Yeah. It's like you're either huge and you have like a social media following or you kind of. Uh, I don't, I don't know because I'm not there at the moment. I, I haven't, I haven't 
um, you know, gotten to that height. So I can't really speak to to that level. Well, when we when we did speak to Sophie and Johanna, they kind of mentioned the fact that now sometimes when you go to castings, um, they might even check your social yeah. media and your following and like, you know, do people know you before they even cast you, which is kind of mind blowing. Yeah, well, it's uh, not to diss the industry, but it kind of feels like, uh, what's the word? But it's uh, two birds with one stone. If they can find someone who will promote um, their film as well as be in it, i.e. Mm. have a huge following, then they will obviously go for that. I mean, it's the smart choice, isn't it? Like, yes, yeah. think about it. Like, if you want anyone to to do anything, the more following they have, the better it's going to be for whatever you're doing. So I don't see it so much as like, like I, I don't judge anyone for for going down that route. I like I I don't like take it negatively. It's just for me, I've never really wanted a big following on social media because I don't see myself like for me. I would much rather do it fucking amazing job on set and like you know like really feel the emotions get that done like feel really like connected to the characters that I'm also on set with and the director be happy and us like work towards something really spectacular rather than be this person to be hired if you know what I mean yeah um yeah do, do you have a preferred um sort of uh, within acting um roles and industry you prefer like do you prefer films tv stage um is there something you sort of like tend to drift towards more than the other yeah so i love film um so yeah i would definitely say film i like the security of tv um <laughs> if you get hired in a tv series or or hollyoaks or you know doctors or something it's like security for like at least a year sometimes um, which as an actor and a freelance artist, like you, you never, you never really get security mm. um, unless obviously you get, you get contracted. Um, but in my experience, I've never had that thus far. Obviously. Yeah. Um, acting can be quite a volatile industry. Um, having the art as a hobby and then bringing it up as becoming more professional. Was that something you, you used to supplement um, particularly over the last couple of years where we've had, covid and that industry is probably taking quite a hit yeah yeah um i i definitely well like i said before like i just kind of i think i've become more and more so it, I, I describe it almost like an addiction like i absolutely love drawing mm. um and i just i love making things beautiful and i love colors and i love nature and i love like making i love creating so Yes, I would definitely say that I have, have lent on it more, but also like it's helped me um, in a in a in a way. It's helped me with like my mental health and my kind of. I can always draw something like even if I don't get parts, if I don't get cast, if I don't, you know, get seen for a while because of the pandemic. I've always got you know my hand well hopefully um my hand and my brain to be able to make art and so so yeah I would definitely say that I lent on it more in the pandemic so um, how are you how are you sort of using your your skill as an artist are you taking commissions is there a certain type of art you like to do um or, or what's the kind of direction you're taking with it 
Oh, so <laughs> it's actually quite, it's quite sporadic at the moment, but I am taking commissions. Um, at the moment, I'm, I've got a waiting list. So um, there's, uh, I've already got 10 people on the waiting list. Um, so I'm making my way through that. Um, I'm also uh, currently in the middle of illustrating a children's book. Oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, yeah, really cool. Re- like it's, it's so exciting, um, and we're about halfway through it at the moment. Um, and so that's another source of income for me. Um, and then my aim this year is to get my artworks, my original artworks, into galleries. Um, and I know that sounds sounds kind of easy, like, but I guess I kind of feel like a bit of a fraud <laughs> and then imposter syndrome, syndrome. <laughs> exactly and so I kind of feel like I'm not um qualified enough and I know that sounds ridiculous because mm, nice. I, it's common across a lot of industries yeah well yeah you guys would know um but yeah it, it, I just I just kind of feel like uh, yeah I, I feel like it, it's it's a different it's a difficult one the galleries thing you, you know what we we, we had another artist on um he, he it was lucas was his name um mm. and he is an amazing landscape artist from canada and he mm. described the exact same thing you're now describing to us about when he first started sort of going to galleries and doing it and then i think he told us a story jules about some billionaire who owned uh it was a lodge or something and he just wanted no he owned an ice skating team Oh yeah, yeah, and he yeah. walked into the gallery one day and just bought his first piece of art, which happened to be Lucas's art. And after that, he just kind of—that was it. He was an artist. I, I don't know if that's like maybe you need your big first purchase or somebody to buy into your art for you to feel like, okay, I am, I can do this, maybe. Yeah. Well, I guess it's that kind of thing. Like most of my work that I'm paid for is commissions, mm. so I kind of feel like it's not mine and solely mine yeah because people are going hey can you do this and I'm like yes no I can do that and then they're like can you do this and I'm like uh-huh, yeah no I can do that and then when someone says okay show us what you choose to show the world I think that's what I'm struggling with at the moment because I want to obviously share what has come from my soul and my lived experience with the world but also that's fucking terrifying yeah for me anyway I'm not sure if that's every artist but but imposter st- syndrome is like a huge thing um but oh sorry my dog just sorry something that's sorry. all right that's all right <laughs> <laughs> she just uh, uh, did like a weird thing sorry con- continue <laughs> so what would be um some personality traits that you see in yourself and maybe some of your peers and uh, other um, people in the industry that you think really help uh, thrive, you thrive in this industry? Um, in, do you, do you, sorry, do you mean acting or in art? In both. In both. Um, I think uh, a huge part of it is just the kind of, in, in school we we got taught about the fuck it factor. And that's... <laughs> Was that <a> primary school? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, funnily enough, that is... <laughs> that is east 15 um and they it's the thought process that you learn everything you learn everything you you struggle you climb up the mountain you do the thing you keep going you keep going and then you go backstage and you're just about to walk on and you say fuck it um 
and yeah that's kind of like the mantra to my life as in like fuck it whatever happens happens yeah, kind of thing just, just right. fuck it. like just walk on what's gonna happen is gonna happen you can't i like when it you're on the stage you can't take anything back you can't you can't go oh sorry can we just go back you have to make your way through it no matter what happens like if the drummer walks on stage you have to incorpor- incorporate that person with what you're doing if someone forgets their lines you have to help them find their way back maybe by saying their line in a weird way but how your character would say it or like say you freeze your whole like everyone has to deal with it and then you've got to carry on like you know the the famous saying the show must go on um that's that's kind of I think a huge thing in in the acting world um and also you've got to have confidence in the acting world you've got to fake it like if you're nervous you've got to just do it um because if you if you for a second show that you're nervous or show you know you're you're scared slash show it to yourself you probably won't do as good a job than you could have if you just did it Mm. regardless and then what about the world of art world of art so to be honest (laughs) i would say you it it really does sometimes feel like you're climbing up well you know um i'm a celebrity get me out of here mm-hmm. you know the last the, oh yeah the tornado thing it, it's that it feels like <laughs> that um and at the bad points and it sometimes sometimes it, it just feels like euphoric like you feel so like oh that's exactly what i wanted to create so i guess it's just resilience you need to have resilience mm. uh, against everything um yeah. and so and, and i think as long as you have that you're you're you can only succeed you can only keep going and each day is different um so yeah resilient yeah resilience for, yeah, for work, yeah and for you what would be the biggest positive of both your acting career and your career as an artist the biggest positive yeah maybe it's an opportunity you've had or um you just love it so much that it's just a passion or what's the biggest positive for you i love i I think this goes for both both um jobs is is just i love creating and i love teamwork and i love it when it all comes together and in the acting industry the best thing is when they say that's a wrap because you know like that everybody has like worked hard and and trolled through this this kind of arduous task of maybe not understanding something at the beginning and and you've gone through severe emotions or you've you know excelled or the directors said something and you guys have now a bond and you have a bond with your your cast members and stuff um so i feel like that would be a huge a huge positive is is you know like the the teamwork there and then with being an artist it's when someone says oh I've got that I've got your artwork and it's it's literally bringing me so much joy um and you feel the imposter syndrome really comes there it's like it's like damn I did that I made that person like personally I made her happy or him happy um and yeah, I, I I would definitely say that that's that's the the biggest 
the biggest uh, pleasure I feel from it. And on the the flip side of that, what would be um, some less favourable aspects of the industries you've been in? So with acting, um, uh, the rejection is rife. Like you get rejected a lot. Um, and if if you had the attitude where you don't get bothered by 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 people like you know like you you go up you know when people say you going for an interview is difficult mm. well acting is like constant interviews all the time but you but you don't hear back like nine times out of ten you won't hear back so if if you're not tough and like willing to kind of just take rejection after rejection after rejection you're not going to be able to to kind of keep going because it is it's rife um but I mean the reward is is so worth it um and with artwork I think the loneliness is um really difficult sometimes because you have to be on your own to focus and and to um, to be able to come up with your own your own artworks, you can't be distracted by you know friends or or scrubs or whatever. You you have to focus and like talk to yourself, and you sometimes feel mad <laughs> because you've been on your own for so long. That's yeah, um, quite interesting because your biggest positive was that team uh, environment, that sort of family unison from your acting career. Whereas art is very much the other way, and it is quite a solitary experience. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I do. I like. I'm such a sociable person, but I'm also I love my own company. So I am. I just guess. I I'm just complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for anybody that's listening to this and they're thinking oh you know i'd love to go into art or i'd love to go into acting what's your um one piece of great advice for either of those something they can do a course they can do something they could learn or, or something like that um i would just say kind of have a mantra and if you honestly i have been thinking about drawing and acting my entire life and I think because I've been doing that I've gotten to where I am Mm. and so I'd say if you want it enough it will happen um and to not give up no matter how many times people put you down and tell tell you that you can't and no matter what you get grades wise no no matter what anyone says in the audition room like if you believe that you are going to be there and get there, you will get there. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good point. Um, at this point in the show now, we usually talk about sort of average incomes for industries. And when we talk to someone who, who's in this the world of acting or art, we always like to make the point that a lot of the time it's, all, it's self-employed work. So it's fair to say it's it's completely varies. It can vary in what kind of industry you work in, whether it be TV or, or movies or, or, or on stage. And with art, it's completely dependent on what commissions you have. So it's fair to say you can't expect uh, a steady income in any of these fields. Is that fair? Absolutely fair. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just I feel like it will be um, unrealistic to to go into an industry that is so up and down. Um, it, it would be unrealistic to put a price on exactly how much you're going to get because yeah. you have not had one month that's been the same. Yeah, certainly. And for you, what would be something that um, 
you never expected to do or ha- be part of your life and um, being in these two industries? Um, what did I never expect? Uh, well, <laughs> I I never expected the demand um, for for art, artwork, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but I never expected to be quite as busy as I am. Mm. Um, and I'm so thankful for it, but it's also very overwhelming. Um, and with with the acting, what didn't I expect? I, I honestly, I didn't think I'd be out of work for so long. But I I do have an inkling that that might be something to do with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I hope it is got something to do with it. But I mean, the pandemic was was nice in a sense because I knew that nobody was working <laughs> um, when it came to acting. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be being an actor. Um, yeah, I have to say, we I was just trolling through your Instagram a little while ago, and I love your your style of your art. I think it's really cool. I don't know how to describe it, but it's 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 quite playful it's really playful oh thank you yeah i never know how to describe it either so if you come up with anything please let me know (laughs) yeah i love the uh the octopus was really cool and like the whale um you just guys go and go and check out the instagram we will make sure we link it um in the episode bio but yeah i know some really cool stuff thank you so much oh you're very welcome um so would you still go into both these industries knowing everything you know now yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds and, like it's a real passion for you both of them. Yeah, I and I know uh, I it makes me want to cry when I talk about it because like I do feel so much like it's such a love and hate relationship. Like I absolutely would never give it up, but it's also so difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and I just I hope that I never do give up. I think that's that's like a thing in my brain at the moment with the whole pandemic and you know everything that's going on like I just hope I will never ever give up um I can't imagine that I would um but say um like yeah I, I yeah that's that's something that I can't stop thinking about at the moment like I hope that I well I know I have I have the the kind of the mantra and the determination mm. um but you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and so, so yes, I would a hundred percent do it all over again. Well, thank you so much for your time, Betty. It's been a real pleasure to chat with you and, and learn all about what you do. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you and your art and anything else you do? Uh, yeah. So um, I'm on uh, Instagram, which is doodle in a day. Um, and I'm also on Facebook at the same handle at Doodle in a Day. Um, and I have a website, which is www.doodleinaday.com. Um, <laughs> so yeah, any of those. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you again, Betty. Great. Thanks. Bye.